something. I imagine you haven't seen the staff there at Cleveland Clinic Akron General so stressed as you have the last couple of years. And now with Omicron, when they were just starting to catch your breath and what you're seeing now, thought maybe you could talk to us a little bit about the staff, how you've had to pivot as president to try to take care of that staff here at this stage of this battle. Uh, yeah, this has been a, uh, I think for all of us in, well, really in society, of course, in all of our, in all of our communities, but certainly in healthcare, this has been a hopefully once in a lifetime phenomenon, particularly stressful over the last several months as we've seen the convergence of some trends that, of course, we didn't really see, really weren't able to see coming even through the preceding months and year plus of the pandemic. One is uh, just the kind of general workforce shortages that we've seen everywhere. The second is, as you pointed out, sort of the overwhelming surge of first Delta, and then we never really got past that Delta variant before um, Omicron appeared, and that just really created immense challenges um, in the hospital with um, with with a lot of patients and not enough caregivers to take care of them as we'd optimally like. Um, and, and of course, the third is that our caregivers were getting sick as well. So it's been. It uh, has been and continues to be quite a stressful journey, Ray. Brian, and what goes on top of that right now is you not only have the Omicron variant, as you mentioned, Delta was still lingering. You've got flu season and everything else that is going on in regards to health care right now, two years into this battle. So let's get into the staff a little bit and maybe what you've done, maybe to adjust, try to take care of them, give them some, uh, have you had to bring other people back? What are some of the adjustments and creativity you've had to do at Cleveland Clinic Akron General? Sure. Well, there's a lot and I'll just try to hit on a couple of key sure. ones. The first is we've asked those who don't normally work in patient care areas, um, uh, in the same way in the hospital to redeploy, as we say, uh, or retrain up to, to work in, uh, to work uh, and help support our caregivers in patient care areas. And that's everything from passing out trays to just to helping our, our nursing staff um, do their daily tasks. Uh, another example is, of course, um, you know, we try, we've tried to recognize our caregivers a lot more uh, through a number of means, whether it's free meals or extra incentives uh, and recognitions for working. Uh, I have to, sh to give a shout-out to the National Guard. Uh, continuing this week, there are roughly 35 to 40 National Guard soldiers helping us out in both clinical and non-clinical roles. Um, and I just have a lot of uh, just appreciation and pride because when you walk through the hospital, these are the consummate professionals that I think all of us would want taking care of us should we get sick with uh, any illness. But it has been stressful. And, of course, we also offer uh, emotional, uh, emotional support resources for those that are just uh, getting increasingly frazzled, and there's a lot of healthcare workers that uh, that that fit that into that bucket too. Well, this is Dr. Brian Hart. He's the president of Cleveland Clinic Akron General. When we talk about the workforce as well, Brian, during this pandemic, I imagine you had some nurses and beyond, some healthcare officials. Uh, saying, okay, COVID's out there. Maybe I'll take an early retirement or such. And even before the pandemic, there was a shortage of nurses. We were on the show talking about the need for nurses and such. So talk about the workforce in the medical field right now, why we are seeing a dire need. I imagine it's a bunch of different factors all coming together. There are a bunch of different factors coming all together, Ray. And just to hit on a couple of them, as you said, we're always uh, in healthcare looking for uh, great, talented individuals who want to dedicate their lives to healthcare. 
Uh, there's not enough of them. I think one of the good things about being part of the Cleveland Clinic Health System is our very strong relationship uh, with training programs. Uh, in, in just to emphasize what you're talking about, nursing training programs, we have a strong pipeline with many of the area schools in terms of having nursing students on site. But it has been tough to keep up with the demand, and that's just not in nursing. Uh, it's every profession really within the hospital and every profession out in the workforce, right? I mean, we, no matter what industry you talk to, you, you generally hear two things. One is higher rates of turnover, and two is it's just been hard to find people um, the way it was, say, two and three years ago. Um, but we've made it work so far. We have used uh, traveling and agency nurses, although... Uh, and we've, uh, and we, we have utilized them, although it's only been one of our strategies. And, you know, we've been, we've been making it work so far. Um, and, and just, like I said, just very appreciative of, of what everybody's been been doing, pulling together and working through this. With us is the president of Cleveland Clinic Akron General, Dr. Brian Hart with us. Brian, can we ask about the vaccine mandate at Cleveland Clinic Akron General? Give us an update there. Yeah. So just so everybody's on the same page, uh, Supreme Court ruled that the CMS vaccine mandate for healthcare workers was uh, was something CMS could do. So we had actually, you know, last year was put on hold. It was supposed to be implemented, I believe, at the beginning of December. Uh, so, it's, so it's back. Uh, it's been resurrected. And for healthcare workers in the United States, uh, the deadline is January 27th. Throughout the Cleveland Clinic, um, I, I don't have the most recent numbers, but mm-hmm. uh, but you know, we're, we are we are moving towards that deadline because it's uh, what CMS. I'm sorry, CMS is Medicare. Uh, that's that's uh, the, uh, the government uh, Medicare program, and they they set the rules by which we all function <coughs> um, in, in healthcare. So at Akron General, we uh, we have a large the, the the great majority of our caregivers are fully vaccinated, and the most recent number is around or maybe just short of eighty percent. Another uh, uh, several percent have gotten their first dose, and so they've actually got a little bit longer to get their second dose. Uh, we are looking at a, on a case by case basis uh, for uh, uh, caregivers who request exemptions, and that what that leaves us with, Ray, is less than ten percent of our current workforce that. Uh, at least as of a couple of days ago, that um, that is that, that's going to have to get vaccinated or get an exemption to apply, uh, get an exemption that applies, and that's pretty much the same at all of our Cleveland Clinic hospitals. So we're barreling towards this deadline. Uh, my hope and our expectation is that uh, all of our caregivers will thoughtfully consider the vaccine and will get vaccinated because it's a very powerful tool to help prevent the spread of and continue disease from COVID-19, no matter what the variant is. Um, but we will comply because it's federal law. Brian, uh, let's talk a little bit about where we are with Omicron and, and the variant and such. What are your numbers? How much bed is available there at Cleveland Clinic Akron General? I know we've seen some numbers start to slide in various parts of the country, but what are you seeing at Cleveland Clinic Akron General? Yeah, so at Cleveland Clinic Akron General, we still uh, are uh, busting at the seams with uh, COVID-19 patients. Roughly, uh, we have roughly 120 active cases right now in the hospital. And then, you know, after you, if you've been in the, if you're still in the hospital after a certain period of time, you're no longer an active COVID-19 case, but, uh, but, but you may still be in the hospital for related reasons. So that's about another 20 or 25 patients. That is between a third and a half of our capacity. Uh, as a hospital, so so call it a third. So we still have a lot of COVID-19 patients. We have uh, five-plus dedicated COVID units plus about 
half of our ICU capacity continues to be involved in taking care of COVID-19 patients. So it still remains quite busy. We are uh, cautiously optimistic, and I emphasize cautiously because of what we've seen in the past. We thought that Delta uh, peak was passed, and then Omicron hit us right away. So in Northeast Ohio, uh, numbers uh, seem to be coming down. Uh, the test positivity rate we know is coming down. Uh, and I should highlight, however, that in other parts of Ohio, those numbers are continuing to go up. So we are fingers crossed past the peak, but from the hospital side of things, we tend to remain busy for several more weeks past the peak just because of the nature of the disease. So we're still very, very busy with a lot of COVID-19 patients, Ray. And then, Brian, my final question is, in a COVID world, the use of the ER. Talk to the folks and listening to us this morning about how to use the ER now in a COVID world and when they should approach the ER in regards to symptoms and such as far as uh, approaching the emergency room. Right. Uh, so all of our e, uh, emergency departments at Cleveland Clinic Acting General remain open. I think it's critical to make sure that you uh, that everybody in the community understands that. There are other options like your primary care doctor or urgent or express cares for lower acute illnesses. But for things that are significant consideration, you know, chest pain, stroke symptoms, our emergency departments remain open. They are busy. But we are continuing to see uh, those patients, and we have to. And one of the concerns we have that we saw in the first year of the pandemic was people delaying care and then ultimately presenting to the hospital with more advanced disease um, and therefore potentially worse, uh, worse outcomes. We've had a great relationship with our other uh, hospitals in the community. We have a good relationship with EMS. We are all working together to make sure that emergency services remain uh, open and available to the community.